like to welcome you to Hopeful Conversations, hosted by Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. We are so excited you are joining our conversations. Our mission today is to encourage and challenge you as well as fill you with hope from God's Word. Just like the psalmist said in Psalms 103 verse 5, I wait for the Lord and my soul waits, and in His Word I hope. We thank you for joining us today on Hopeful Conversations and pray you will grow in the waiting and rely on hope from God's Word. I now give you Jody and Carolyn. Welcome back to Hopefield Conversations. I'm Jody. And I'm Carolyn. And we have an amazing guest yes. with us today, Regina Green. You want to say hey? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. We're glad you're here. I know. I can't wait for our listeners to get to uh, hear what the Lord's laid on your heart and just to get to know you a little bit as well. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But mm-hmm. let's open in prayer. You want yeah. to? You want to go ahead and pray, Carolyn? I will. Right. Sure. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you um, that your word is living and active and just appropriate for every situation, every stage of life that we're in. And so today I pray that your our conversation will be honoring to you and that um, you'll just speak through your word as you always do to our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So guys, we are picking up once again from... Uh, one of the sessions that we had at the Women Called Conference, actually back in October, or it's, it feels like wow. it was forever ago. Yeah, it Time does. goes by so fast. Yeah. <laughs> but like we promised, we are uh, bringing in our key speakers to come in and just share what God has laid on their heart. Um, but before we get started, I really want our listeners to know who is Regina Green, <laughs> mysterious oh, wow. Regina Green. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of mystery there. Um, <laughs> I am Regina Green. I'm married to Diller Green. We've been married for April will be 27 years. Wow. And uh, we Congratulations. have... Congratulations. Thank <laughs> you. Um, he's a wonderful guy. Uh, we have two boys. Zach is 25, and he lives in Virginia. He's teaching middle school, so y'all can pray for him. And then Nick is still here with us. So I'm kind of half an empty nester, kind of half not. Uh Nick has a couple more semesters at Wesleyan, so he's still living at home. Yeah. So that's our family. I wow. love that. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, I was. You're, have you been a teacher, or do you teach? I taught school. That's what I was thinking okay. when I first graduated from college. Up right. until uh, we started having kids. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and Regina's yeah. a lovely teacher. So you'll you'll hear her teacher come out of her today. <laughs> <You're very laughs> She's kind. a gifted teacher. You're very kind. <laughs> well, today's topic. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about living a fulfilled life as an empty nester. Mm-hmm. And before we actually get started on that. I wanted to let everybody know that um, the show notes and and um, the helpful resource page and prayers to encourage us, she's yeah. going to walk us through or even just mention, uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes for you available, and it's all with one little click uh, mm-hmm. there. Uh, and you can uh, either save it on your uh, desktop or print that out. So, and it it does involve a listening guide. So yeah. if you're about to listen to this, it's like, oh, ooh, I like listening guides. You might want to pause it and bring yes. that up real quick and follow along with that. And we may divvy off of that a, a bit. Um, and so just have that. We ask for your flexibility. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Regina, would you share with us a little bit about that that phrase, empty nest, or what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like it's kind of got a bad rap through the years. Like you hear the empty nest syndrome. Or right. Like it's something you need psychological counseling for or something <laughs> like that. Right. But it's just a period in your life when, you're, when your children have left your home. Mm-hmm. And what do you do then? You know, 
when the birds have flown the coop and they're off on their own. Mm -hmm. So that's what that that means. It, it's a thing. It's a time in life that's supposed it's supposed to be this way. That's why right. I don't like that it's got such a bad rap. It's, it's mm. God's good plan. Mm -hmm. This is how God intended for it to be. And so um, I think a lot of times women, um, especially women, I guess men go through this too. But so much of a woman's life is wrapped up in her children yes. that when they finally do leave, um, if we haven't had our priorities like they need to be, mm -hmm. then so many times we find it difficult. <clears throat> and so, um, but I think it's good for us all to be reminded that it is it is God's plan mm -hmm. and his plans are always good. And so if I could could tell women one thing, that would that would be it, that this is the way God intended it to be. And if we look at it from the right perspective, mm -hmm. I think we can see what a blessing it is. As I was thinking through this, I thought, you know, the fact that we can say we've had it, we, our nest is empty, indicates that at some time it was full. Right. Mm -hmm. And that alone is a blessing. Yeah. Um, we have, um, I had a dear friend who died when she was 32. Mm -hmm. She never got to see her little girl graduate from high school, get married. Um, we know many women who want to have children that are unable to have children. Yeah. So the fact that I was able to have kids mm -hmm. and now I can see them leave my home, that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. And then we have a, a dear, some dear friends in Florida who have a, a beautiful daughter with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. She'll never leave the nest. And so I think if we look at our lives from the proper perspective of the gift that God's given us, realize that the fact that I can say my nest is empty, that's a gift, and that this is God's good and perfect plan, we realize this is a great thing, you mm. know. That's a, a good perspective, an encouraging perspective. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Absolutely. And I was going to say, um, when you were starting off talking about um, we can get wrapped up in raising our kids, uh, so many marriages do tend to struggle at mm. that point because they look at their spouse and they go, who are you? That's right. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. the real, it's the real thing. Mm. And so it's important for those that are listening that know that it might be 15 years still before you might have an empty nest. And I, I would encourage you to, to soak up this uh, wisdom from Regina and uh, begin working on that relationship with your man now. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we all know that our first priority should be the Lord. Mm -hmm. Our second priority should be our husbands. That's and then right. our children fall under that. And People struggle with that. They yeah. do. Yeah. Women yeah. greatly struggle uh -huh. with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think when you get to the empty nest and it's a really big struggle, I think that's an indicator that for many years those priorities have been out of order. Mm -hmm. I think most women struggle to some degree keeping them in order, especially when you have small children. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's just a matter of constantly recalibrating our priorities. And I think most people have to do that daily. I agree. Absolutely. Right? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's so, good. That's awesome. Anyway, um, there was a quote that I, I really appreciated from a lady that I greatly admire. Her name is Elizabeth George. And she said in regard to marriage, she said, you can be both mother and wife, but the wise woman remembers she will begin and end as a wife. Mm. Oh. And I always have tried to remember that as I've been raising good my wisdom. Mm -hmm. It is it is very good wisdom. Mm -hmm. So Well, I know that we all have a great purpose uh, in that season of empty nesting. Um, and, and we glean a lot from Hannah's story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The fact that Hannah prayed so long for a child 
and then God gave her Samuel, Mm -hmm. and then to watch her when he was, I don't know if the scriptures say exactly how old he was, um, but he was a small boy for her just to give him back to the Lord and to be reminded that that's what we are required to do. But the Lord gives us our children for 18, 20 years, you know, Mm -hmm. so um, they're his. They're, they're his kids, and he gives us the great blessing of having them in our home, raising them, and then hopefully they'll go off and serve him. But no matter what, they belong to him. Mm-hmm. And so I love that story of Hannah. It's such a blessing mm-hmm. um, to read that. And I, I think it's good for us to remember that um, our goal and our purpose in life has never been to be a mom. That's never been my main purpose. My purpose is to love God, mm. to glorify God, and to serve him with the gifts he's given me. And I think if we'll remember that, that while I have small children in my home or have teenagers in my home, I best glorify God when I love them well and do the things for them that they need done during those years. Mm-hmm. But once they're gone, then I have to ask myself the question, okay, Lord, how can I best glorify you now? What do you want me to do now? I'm still a wife. I'm still a mom. Um, I still have kids, but that role has so changed. And that's one of the things I'm struggling with now, to be honest, mm-hmm. is having an adult child in my home. I'm having to navigate. Yeah. I you know, understand. It's, yeah. it's just different. different. Yeah. 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 So, you know, y'all can pray for me with that. He's a good kid, mm-hmm. but I'm not always the mama that I need to be because I'm still learning. You know, nobody tells you this is not a talked about phase in your life very much. It's not, is it? Yeah. I don't, I don't find very much on it. No, Mm -mm. That's so good. Yeah. Because I do think our role as a mom shifts a lot as our children grow up. I mean, just in, you know, from even from infancy to toddler, I mean, you just do have to kind of reevaluate and ask the Lord, what what is my role now? Like, what do you, what do you have me to do now? So. Yeah. It's like you never get to a spot where God's not teaching you. Yeah, right. Like constantly. And even if you've learned with kid number one, you still have to relearn it with kid number two. Yeah. So it's different just personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And seasons and everything, they, they respond and react differently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. You just wish that you could learn it and be done. <laughs> become an expert yeah yeah so would you say so, maybe savor the seasons absolutely absolutely yeah. you when you think about the seasons of the year um like when you think of summer for some reason I always think of laughter and mm-hmm. the beach and and then you think of fall which is my favorite season mm-hmm. the smells and the sounds and the colors of fall then you think of winter and even though most of us don't love winter there's a blessing and being able to snuggle in and hunker down and not have to be busy 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 and so every and then spring comes and you're ready again to get your hands in the dirt and Mm -hmm. to do all the things that you know outside stuff and that's the same thing's true with the seasons of our life I think we just have to look at each season each season has all these blessings tucked in it Mm -hmm. if we'll just pay attention I think that's part of our problem as women. My part of my problem is I'm not grateful enough for every single blessing that God gives me. Mm. I tend to look back at what I had before mm. or look forward to what I want next season. <laughs> right. And I don't say, okay, Lord, look what I have right this minute. Look at the mm. opportunities I have right this second. Mm-hmm. And how can I best use this now to glorify you? Oh. So It's a struggle to be <laughs> present in our seasons sometimes. Is that for y'all? Yeah, yeah, very much so. That's such good wisdom, and not just for motherhood, but for life. I think you know we can struggle with 
contentment in the season wherever we are in our job and just in our daily lives. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's really great. Mm-hmm. And social media and constant <laughs> barrage of stuff in our heads doesn't help with that. So no. we have to be very purposeful about So that. what are some uh, things that we can pray during that season mm-hmm. in the different seasons? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for like if you're as far as savoring the season we're in, you know, I think that we need to, you know, try to figure out what it is it how can I best serve God right now where mm-hmm. I am and um, some of the things that I have had to ask myself are what are the passions that God has given me what are some of the things that I love to do that ways he's gifted me mm-hmm. that because I've had children in the home and my time has been spent with them mm-hmm. that now I can use those to bring glory to God or what things have I put on hold what, what are some things I want to learn mm-hmm. what are some things that me and my husband have not been able to do, just real practical things Mm -hmm. that, you know. And then, you know, when you're thinking about um, your children, I think sometimes that, you know, our our prayers for them do change. They do shift. Mm -hmm. Now that, you know, we have a 25-year-old that's living away and there's ways I pray for him that um, I never thought I'd be praying for him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when he was 10. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... God just has to do a work in our our hearts. And Mm -hmm. he's the whole time he's trying to work in our kids' lives, he's working in our lives. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's such a blessing that he's such a good he's such a good father. Yeah. That um he doesn't give up on us and we can't give up on our kids. No, you Mm -hmm. you make me think of um it's like when we're raising talking about raising our kids and then they're they're out of the home Mm -hmm. um as a parent, you never stop. Or ought to stop being a praying parent. That's right. No matter that they're adults. And this is the thing. You're still a parent. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just that role, that relationship really takes a shift Mm -hmm. in how you communicate and um, how you uh, start um, exercising some fruit of the spirit of using self-control by not telling them what you think all the time (laughs) or what they ought to do or well, why didn't you do this or what you know you've got to pull back that rein and and, and let them be the adult that you have raised them to be that's right and because we raised them to send them out that's right That's, that's the goal and then it's it is it is um it is a challenge to maintain a healthy relationship once they're out, but it can totally be done uh, when first your relationship is in God is secure and it's solid and that you're bringing your children before the Lord. And then in the outflow of that, I believe I've, I've had that. I can tell when I've not had a, a, ample time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm with, with my kids sometimes, I'm like, oh my goodness, I really need to bridle that tongue a little bit and <laughs> hold your thoughts to yourself because right, yeah. that's not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, um, tell us a little bit about uh, how we can love our people. One of the things you talked about in your session is is love your people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things, especially with our kids, is <clears throat> I think sometimes moms can seem very needy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and expecting things from them. Somebody young. didn't like hearing that right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> well... I mean, we, I've been there. <laughs> I, have to, I mean, I have too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't need us to be needy. You know, mm-hmm. if we have needs, mm-hmm. we need to carry those to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we need to, you know, I can't can't remember the reference. says, cast all our care on him. Yeah. Why? Because he cares for us. Yeah. And he cares for them. And so um, just don't be needy. Just um, 
I think that one of the main things for me has been realizing that God can come face to face. Mm-hmm. And I pray this for my boys, that God will come man to man, face to face, eye to eye with my boys. Mm-hmm. And I will get my big head out of the way so he can get <laughs> to them. Right. Because he loves them more than I do. Yeah. He knows them better than I do. Mm-hmm. He has things for them that my mind cannot comprehend. And the question I have to ask myself is, do I trust him? And if I trust him, then I'll get myself out of the way and I'll say, okay, Lord, you take care of it. Right. And mm-hmm. we're talking about trusting the Lord. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry if that oh, wasn't clear. No, I just I yeah. want to reiterate that because yeah. that is that is hard um, to entrust our children with the Lord and um, yeah, be able be willing to cooperate with Him. What that looks like. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's a challenge. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and you think I, I had a lady tell me a few weeks ago, you know, she was praying that God would do whatever it took to get the attention of her adult child. Mm -hmm. That's a hard prayer to pray. It Mm -hmm. is. But, you know, just like we grow through suffering, Mm -hmm. they grow through suffering. It's hard to watch them suffer. It's hard to watch them struggle. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you're thinking, don't you know better than this? Why are you doing, you know, but God has to take them through just like he's taken us through. Mm -hmm. And we have to give grace to them just like God has given grace to us. And my mom and daddy gave grace to me, you know. (laughs) So, um Anyway, that that's one of the main things I have to keep asking myself is, do I really trust God yeah. with these boys of mine right. that he knows better? Because, you know, us mamas, we think we know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we do. <laughs> we, we do, but we don't know as much as God. Right. <laughs> I can't help but think yeah. about the picture and the analogy you were talking about um, <clears throat> planting earlier and going back into that soil and stuff. And sometimes when our children are at that place of... Um, uh, stepping out on their own it's almost like they've got to have their own soil to plant themselves and right. if you think about that seed being planted they've got to sometimes go through a dark um difficult time mm. until they can die to themselves to be nourished and to grow and letting god in that's and to do good, that Jody. um that's just from the lord i just that's i just really thought good. um now don't get the picture that you're burying your children in the soil and you're gonna i mean you know that's not the image that i'm going for but if we think about allowing um, that seed our children you yeah. know from us to go yeah and it goes back to that foundation of trust i think in the lord trusting in the mm-hmm. lord and just knowing you know, developing that trust relationship. So when it does come time for us to be an empty nester, I, you know, I have younger kids, so, but this is just such good wisdom to prepare my heart now, you know, yeah. to be fully reliant on the Lord and trust him in every season. Cause it is good. It's his, it's his plan. It is his good so, and perfect plan. Yeah. So good. And, 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 and I think I've had to remember that my kids get to make their own decisions. Oh my goodness. I that is so hard. I don't get to make their decisions. You know, when yeah. they're in your I'm like, don't you want right. advice? I've got <laughs> some for you. <laughs> Lots of good advice. Yeah. 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 But, and I think a lot of moms struggle with that because mm-hmm. we've raised our children to, and, and I'm not trying to, my, my boys are great. So I don't want y'all to think my boys are out doing anything yeah. wrong or anything. But, um, not that I know of. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, 
But we we raise them in our home, mm-hmm. and we say, okay, you can watch this, and you can't watch that, and you can go here, and you can't spend the night with this person, and we have all this control over them, and we think that when they graduate from college, that they're going to go out, and yes, all these little rules that mama had are going to be my rules. There, that's not necessarily going to happen. They get to right. make their own decisions mm-hmm. and their own mistakes, and I think so many times moms and dads take. I had a mom the other day say something to me about how why is my kid doing this? I have failed her. Mm. And that's not necessarily, that's not true. Or you hear, I didn't raise him that way. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, you know, they are, they have sinful hearts just like we do. Mm -hmm. And they have flesh just like we do. And they can make their bad decisions just like we can. Yeah. And so we've got to, again, give that to the Lord and not take the blame for that on ourselves. Yeah. And as parents, we naturally want to rescue them from that pain. Absolutely. We want to get in there and make it right. We want to fix it. And the, and the idea, I believe, that we're talking about, you're conveying here, too, is getting out of that way and letting God do the deeper work. Because if you stay in the way, you're going to um, enable them, I think it's the word. Mm-hmm. And you're going to prevent that growth, that why you think you're doing a good thing. And then there's sometimes it, it is good for you to do that. But while you think you're doing that good thing, you're robbing them of the best thing. Yeah. And that's hard that's as a right. parent. I think it's important to remember our role, too, what Mm -hmm. our role is and then what the Lord's role is. Absolutely. Because I think we sometimes want to take that control Mm -hmm. and just be in charge of everything that happens to our children. And that's not my job. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm to serve the Lord and raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord, but not that the Lord is, I got to leave his job to him. That's exactly right. And let me do my job. (laughs) I was thinking uh, when you were talking, Carolyn, of... Mm -hmm. um, you can be right there in their presence and not always be able to protect them. Mm-hmm. And this is a simple little illustration here is when my youngest was uh, learning how to sit at the uh, dinner table chair without a booster seat. I was standing right there and he did just enough of a wiggle that he ended up falling off of the chair. And I was just like, but I was standing right here to protect you. And I didn't. And, and in that moment, I thought, oh, my goodness. No matter where um, he is at, the Lord is going to be with them and help them through whatever they've got to go through, the the, the, the good, the joyful, the tears, the pains. Um, God's going to be there when I can't, and he's going to be a better protector and provider mm-hmm. in those ways. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as far as we, I think we talked, did we talk a little bit about giving space, giving them yeah. some space oh, that they, that they can grow, yeah. um, and pray for them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps maybe, um, if you've, if they if you've got a daughter you know, pray for their husband in mm-hmm. advance, oh, yeah. is that, uh, I think that's one of the things you talked about. Yeah. What uh, are some things you pray for, Regina, for your boys? Like oh, what are wow. some, some jumping <clears throat> off points for People that maybe are getting just getting started in praying for their children or just want to pray more? Well, one of the things I pray and I have prayed for years is that both of my boys would know the Lord. Yeah. Um, that they would know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing they would have life in his name. And I don't know why that's the verse I always pray. Um, I also pray that they would realize the importance of God's word. And that they would seek him, um, and that they would abide in him, that they would be caught in their sin, that they would mm-hmm. be aware of it, and that they would be caught in it, and that they would be miserable in it. Mm-hmm. And 
mm-hmm. so I still pray that for them a lot. I know they probably I, oh, would want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't want them to, you know. I, I think that's a loving prayer. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, because I want them, I don't want sin to separate them yeah. from Him. Yeah. Um, but I think foundational is just, I, I want them to be in His Word, I want them to love His Word. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray for their friends a lot. Yeah. Um, I pray for their spouses when the time is right because I know there's a perfect time, not necessarily a perfect person, but there's a time that they will be ready to be married. Mm-hmm. And so I pray that for them. Um, just, oh, there's so many things. I should have brought my book with me <laughs> because I literally have to write it yeah. down oh, yeah. because my mind doesn't always remember everything like I need it I, to remember. I love it. writing down prayers. I find so, so, yeah, important. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's so wonderful to go back and look and see Absolutely. how God's answered them mm-hmm. and how you're like, okay, well, I don't need to pray that anymore. You know, God answered right. that and we can move on to the next wow. thing. But yeah. I would encourage um, every mama, and I know y'all are all about this, to write down specific prayers for your kids and yes. for your husbands mm-hmm. specifically. And then those lists just kind of grow. They kind of get a life of their own mm-hmm. as you're as you're having your time with the Lord. It's like he gives you more things to pray yeah. for them or more specific ways to pray. Mm-hmm. So mm, That's so good. And what a <laughs> gift to your children one day, baby. You know, if they come across that and say, look at these prayers my mama has prayed for me all I these know. years. just Or just even knowing that you are praying for them. It you is know. a gift to yeah, our kids. That's a gift. I think they, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, thinking about that, as they, um, you know, we've we've really talked a lot about praying for our children as they're uh, adults and growing, and what that looks like in some raising. What um, what what wisdom or advice might you have for the couple, the spouses that um, are launching their errors out? Mm-hmm. Um, how might we pray for them? Mm-hmm. For uh, you know. Like me for my husband and him for me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You mean now that you're in the empty nest? Yeah. What do you? Yes. How do you pray now? Yeah. Um, some of the things I <clears throat> I think about is, um, you know, our husbands struggle and they don't always talk about it. We we tend to talk about it. <laughs> and so, so true. just I pray for for my husband as he. Um, and any struggles he might have that I might not know about that he that we could talk about those things and mm-hmm. um, I always want to make sure that I um, that I ask the Lord every day Lord wh- how can I help him today what can I do for him today that would be a blessing for him I pray for his health I pray for protection from temptation mm-hmm. um, I pray that he would um, be in God's word every day and that he would be close to God, that he would have, you know, that he would abide in him. That he would be so sensitive to his voice. We had a pastor years ago that used to say that he wanted to be so close to Jesus that all Jesus would have to do is barely flinch and he could sense what he wanted him to do. So I pray that for, for my husband and for my boys, that they would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and his leading Um you know, I have ideas about what I think we should do as a couple, and I share them a lot. But I have to be have to be willing to step back and know that that my husband is the leader of my home, whether it's four of us or whether it's just two of us. Yeah. And that um, just pray that God would again tell him what he needs to do. I remember somebody goes to our church said this to me years ago. She said she was praying. About going, they were praying about going to the mission field, and she said, I just prayed, Lord, please show him first. 
do not show me first. <laughs> and so that's something I pray that if we're supposed to do anything, show him first. Because oh, if, 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 um, if I know first, I'm going to be ready to go. And he's going to be like, you know what I mean? I don't know if y'all are like that or not. I'm just like ready to go. Let's just do this and get it over. (laughs) He's not so much like that. So um, anyway, that that God would just, that God, and I pray ever since she told me that, Mm -hmm. I have prayed that for him because I'm like, Lord, I don't want to get ahead. Help me to stay in my proper place. Yeah. 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 Not that I can't offer my advice. Yeah. But. You know, that I, I tend to do that too uh, much, yeah. I'm afraid. Well, I think we can all be guilty of, like, nagging our husbands to death about what they what? should be doing. Well, I mean, even when it comes to, you know, I think you should be doing this. Why aren't you doing that? And that's not, again, it's not my job. i, I got to entrust that to the Lord. That's right. Even, you know, in any season we're in, we got to entrust that to the Lord. And that's, leave that to Him. i got to stay in my lane. Stay in your lane. That's a good way to say <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. on the opposite side of that, um, we can be an iron that sharpens iron with our spouses. Absolutely. Because we're in the trenches, so to speak, with them. And uh, we can put more, a little bit more focus um, mm-hmm. on our spouses because we're not quite so divided of our time in intentionalities. And, and dating may even look different. As mm-hmm. we're empty nesters, that, that looks a lot mm-hmm. different now. And sometimes we're like, won't we just date here at the house? Why do we need to go out? <laughs> you know, let's, let's let's pop some popcorn yeah. and get a movie and and uh, just have a lazy date kind of thing. So mm-hmm. there's so many things that we can be creative in doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I know that you shared, and I thought we might wrap up with this. Um, I don't know if you have it with you. There was something about the butterfly. Um, yeah. Do you happen to have that with you? I do. Yeah, I would love for you to share that. Um, that's one of the um, uh, pages that it's a story by I don't know how you say his name, Paul, Paulo Cole. We can call him Paul. Paul, Paul. let's call him Paul. <laughs> the, les- the lesson of the butterfly, and I thought that would be really cool just to kind of wrap up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind sharing that, okay. Do you want me to just read it? Yeah, <clears throat> I, um, this is just a reminder of when our kids are struggling that we don't always need to step in, that we need to let God, as Carolyn said, Mm -hmm. do what he does best to be God, and we just need to let God do his work. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, A man spent hours watching a butterfly struggling to emerge from its cocoon. It managed to make a small hole, but its body was too large to get through it. After a long struggle, it appeared to be exhausted and remained absolutely still. So the man decided to help the butterfly, and with a pair of scissors, he cut open the cocoon, thus releasing the butterfly. However, the butterfly's body was very small and wrinkled, and its wings were all crumpled. The man continued to watch, hoping that at any moment the butterfly would open its wings and fly away, but nothing happened. In fact, the butterfly spent the rest of its brief life dragging around its shrunken body and shriveled legs, incapable of flight. What the man, out of kindness and his eagerness to help, had failed to understand was that the tight cocoon and the efforts the butterfly had to make in order to squeeze out of that tiny hole were nature's way, or we know God's way, of training the butterfly and of strengthening its wings. Sometimes a little extra effort is precisely what prepares us for the next obstacle to be faced. Anyone who refuses to make that effort or gets the wrong sort of help is left unprepared to fight the next battle and never manages to fly off to their destiny or what we would say, 
accomplish God's purpose in mm. their life. So wow. I thought that was just it's so, so sweet. good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation it's with been you. It's so encouraging. Yeah. Thank you all so, so much good. for asking me. Of I course, appreciate it. Of course. Um, and hopefully, listeners, if there's any insight that you would like to offer or questions that you have, um, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You're welcome to email us. That email address will be at the end of our session here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Regina, would you um, uh, honor us and, and just close us off in prayer? Sure. Yeah, thank you. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for your love for all of us, Lord. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, in every single season of our life, Lord. And so I pray right now for uh, women who may be in this season of life, this empty nest season, Lord. I pray, God, that you would open their eyes to the uh, gifts that are in this season. I pray that you would make them useful for you, Lord, and that they would be more glo- they would glorify you more now, Lord, um, than they have before, Lord. I just pray that you would help us today as we leave. I pray that you would go with us, help us to be what you would want us to be, Lord. Mostly, we just want to glorify you. We want to be what you want us to be. So we thank you for the opportunity to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 much for joining us today we know there are other podcasts to listen to and we are humbled that you chose hope-filled conversations if you enjoyed our conversation today we invite you to subscribe if you found our conversations helpful or if you would like to share comments with jody or carolyn you may email them at hfc at if you need to talk with a pastor at our church please email next at inglewoodbaptist.com Once again, thank you for spending time with us today.